Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world to Movies in 4K, episode 109, October 2022 release. I am Bill Shetty, and our lovely co-host is... A Lady Phantom. And we're back. We told you we'd be here in October with five fresh new 4K reviews, didn't we, lady? We did, and so here we are. Yeah, we wrapped through these final ones to get this out to you. (laughs) Upcoming release is in December. I'm probably going to want to get that out end of November, somewhere around Thanksgiving or a little after, because it's a Christmas special, and if there's any good Christmas 4Ks coming out, we're going to want you to get them before the holiday, right? Right. Makes sense. So stay tuned for that. And we just wanted to thank you for all the comments on our last sort of pseudo special, the music quiz. A lot of good comments on that. People enjoyed it. Yeah, they did. And they gave us their their scores. And some others completely forgot. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people want us to do it again. So maybe down the road, we'll have another one, all genre, like music quiz with the Yay. Phantom. She'll never know when it's coming. And we'll just do one review because that episode was about an hour exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. All right, Lady Phantom, ready to get to episode 109? Uh, ready. We're starting this one off with a 2019 release, Avengers Endgame. Rated PG-13, runs three hours and one minute. And what is that synopsis? After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to reverse Thanos' actions and restore balance to the universe. That's a good description. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate at all on that? Not really. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, since this is one of your favorite movies, can we have spoilers? I I have no problem with spoilers. Yeah, because a couple superheroes die in this, right? Yeah. The usual suspects here, we don't need to wrap off stars, right? You either know this or not, <laughs> wouldn't you say? And yeah. if you don't know it, you wouldn't start with this, correct? Exactly. I mean, right. you're going to watch them all in all these one-off shows of like captain america and stuff right that would be ideal that would be uh, ideal because this movie is like especially for a for a short part of it it has a lot of callbacks to different movies that were not necessarily avenger movies like from i don't know captain america the winter soldier you have uh, from captain america itself even maybe from the show, the, the um, Agent Carter and stuff. So like ideally you've seen all of it so you can get all the callbacks because there are a lot of them. Was this movie and probably Infinity War was like cotton candy to superhero Marvel fans <laughs> to getting all these <laughs> actors and superheroes and villains in one movie? I would say yes, but the thing is that everything from the time of, I don't know, when Marvel movies started, really, like everything built up to this, you know? It's not like they just 
created a, a, a pair of movies that would put everyone together. Not no, it's Blade just that wasn't in this. But Blade is not from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They are making another one with Mahershala Ali, which will be in the universe, but the the other Blade wasn't. Well, as you know, I'm not sure what's in the universe or not. She's just talking about a later movie made by Marvel. Yeah, I mean, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe started with Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. That was 2000. Eight, if I'm not mistaken. And everybody knew all these were coming over a decade. Well, the thing is that Iron Man especially was so successful that they started to, after that, they did like Thor, you know, and it was super successful. And then they went to the next one and the next one. And it was like, it just grew. And if you're getting this superhero, well, you might as well get the other one. And then you might as well get the Avengers, right? My question is, a decade ago in 2009-10, did mm -hmm. you know that infinity war or endgame was coming i don't think so i don't think so it's just that like they started to go little by little with the the mention of the infinity stones here and there and then an infinity stone appeared in captain america and then like little by little but everything built up to these two movies okay so and yeah i mean it was like uh amazing because many things that we hoped would happen happened so it was like so cool to see okay not to perturb everybody out there you know my stance on superhero movies this is one of the same and the only real comment i got about this movie is i was actually blown away how boring this movie was there's <laughs> not a lot of action for two hours in this movie Like, it's not a non-stop superhero battle at all. There's downtime, and I'm actually surprised younger kids love it, but maybe they just focus on the overarching theme and happy to see all these people intermingle with each other. But it was tough, man, watching it, because I didn't even get entertainment value out of it because it was so story driven lady fan yeah i mean and i wouldn't expect you to because i mean for one you don't like this kind of movie you know but the thing is that as i said i mean th this movie has so many callbacks to different things and explanations that if you so have already fan seen service? it no no because i mean a fan service movie just gives fans what they want to see and that's it but that's what you just said a second ago yeah but this one actually has a story behind it it's not just the the thing for the thing itself but it has a, a good story to back it up so all right so go on and elaborate if there's anything you want to talk about this movie that impressed you or stuck out that people need to know well there are so many moments that i really like like i've seen of course because i've seen it like people complain about Uh, the moment when all the, well, not all, but many of the female superheroes or heroes or warriors, like, defend Spider-Man and stuff. I really like <laughs> I really liked that moment. Like, after so many years of uh, basically male-led movies, it was really cool to see a, a group of like super super badass girls get together and fight 
and defend the guy. Wow, you know, I that didn't was pick awesome. that up at all, actually. Well, that's because you don't care. But <laughs> but I did. That yeah, and but also, I'm just saying that didn't shine to me or come across, wow, they're really focusing on women superheroes here. I didn't see no, that No, it, it's all. just that they don't ham-fist it. But, like, I remember from the first time I saw it, I thought it was super, super cool. And then also there's a moment, like, that has also been building from the... I think it was Age of Ultron movie, the Avengers Age of Ultron, when uh, Thor was always wondering if Captain America would be able to lift Mjolnir. And, like, he was sure he could, but... And I got that, and I had never seen the other or before this running gag. I mean, they pound-fisted my face with this i didn't think it was funny but i understand where you're coming from it if it's was not something funny going on. That, that nobody said it was funny it's just that it was a moment that like when it finally happened after so much time and everything when we see wow captain america can actually lift me on there is super exciting it's not funny okay well they were laughing and there was some side jokes oh i always knew it and blah yeah. blah blah and you were laughing out loud for five minutes straight yeah but it was a happiness and i'm not gonna a, say something funny. blasphemous to probably marvel's fans but there's no more woman badassery than wonder woman like none of these in this movie even compare to Wonder Woman, in my opinion. Your problem is that you compare. I don't. I don't compare. I've. I've never been. It's like the the people that go. What. Do, what do you. What movie do you think is better? You know, or what well, that's is what better, we do. DC We're critics. or Marvel? <laughs> yeah, but I like. I go movie by movie. I don't have to compare it to someone else or to something else. Because it's comparing pears to apples. Like, you can, no. Pears to apples? You mean oranges to apples? No, because they are similar, but they are not the same. They are not completely different, like a pear I'm and an apple. I'm just saying, as a like movie a viewer, Lady Phantom, in my opinion, you just made a monologue at how they focused on women in this, and I personally think Wonder Woman's way more interesting okay. than any character and they that's threw fine. In. And I'm not taking anything from Wonder Woman because I like Wonder Woman too. I like I, I love the, the movie Wonder Woman, but I will not say, oh, this one is better. It's a completely different thing. Like, why not like everything? I mean, I think we can like everything i don't have to compare them and i love marvel movies and i think captain marvel was awesome and yeah all right ratings time i'm gonna give this the same rating as infinity war there was some great effects there was some shoddy effects too i just don't think the animation lives up to some other movies i've seen in this vein here but you got to give it credit for sound and some of the stunt work and stuff. But I can't go higher than a three in this. And I also don't think the acting's that great in any of these movies, personally. So three, but me personally think Infinity War was a much more interesting movie to me. It flowed much quicker. It was more exciting. There was more Thanos in it. And there was more battles, and I liked the story and the chemistry in that one way more in this one. 
but I'm rating them the same three avoid. What do you got? 10. And to me, it's a, a 10 out of 10. It's a fantastic movie. All right. Going on with the 4K, if you heard our Infinity War one, I mean, this lines up exactly with that one to me. It's definitely a demo disc. Great sound. No sheen. No grain. But where I penalize it is with Thanos' Incredible Hawk. Sometimes it's just so unrealistic. Some of the movements just weren't mastered like Gollum was in Lord of the Rings. And it takes me out. And 4K highlights that because it's so pristine. But it's a beautiful picture. Great black level. Yada, yada, yada. My criticism is on the real action with the fake action, basically. The digital effects. It just highlights it too much in this movie. But it's an A-. minus. To me, it's an A. Uh, I think I think you graded that the same, too. Uh-huh, because, yeah, it's not perfect. But it's really, really close. Yeah, I will say there wasn't a lot of, like, specular highlights and things that blew me away like Mm -hmm. oh my god let's go to this scene you know it doesn't have any of them standout moments where you can pick one scene in this it's just a great disc all the way around yeah i agree all right let's move it on all right someone i'm not sure who had mentioned this in the comments it wasn't really a suggestion, I think. They just asked us how this movie was or if we were going to get it. But our next one is from 1988. Child's Play. Rated <laughs> R. Hour and 27 minutes. What is the synopsis? A single mother gives her son a much sought after doll for his birthday, only to discover that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. That works. Now, we've covered this movie, I think I've done it three times in my life. (laughs) But actually, The Phantom and I did this back on Planet Macabre on our Creepy Dolls episode or something it was. Yeah. And we're going back, people, 2010, somewhere around there, 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll tell you, I'm coming in lower with the score on this Mm -hmm. movie. This, this... (laughs) movie hurt me to watch again wow i don't know if i'm not into so much horror movies anymore i mean horror's my go-to i don't want to say that but i've been enjoying watching all different types of movies it's more fascinating to me and especially these iconic ones ones i missed throughout the years but on this watch lady phantom wow did i notice how bad the acting is in this yeah i mean don't get me wrong i am here for anything chris Arandon, always <laughs> and personally the little boy i mean he is adorable i, I mean sometimes his he's acting so bad, is so though. choppy yeah i know it's so bad scenes that where he's supposed to be like not knowing where chucky is from and you just see his little eyes go everywhere and trying to figure it out oh and everything God. and he but he's adorable but yeah it, it yeah his acting kind of was not great yeah <laughs> and this was adorable. a monumental film in the late 80s too because some of the effects with chucky the doll is actually mind-blowing from back then and yes. that still holds up. Yes. It's just the writing in this is really bad too, Lady Phantom. 
The acting took me out this time. Especially the mother. Some of the cutaways were worse than I remembered. And I've seen this movie a good five times all the way through. But it's just lost its appeal to me. And I was just nitpicking and crit. And I'm not even going to say nitpicking. It was obvious. But I was just criticizing this movie since it open basically just with the ridiculous things going on and some of the bad effects too not with chucky the lightning oh my <laughs> god the opening scene terrible the lightning god. and the clouds the storm clouds they are so bad so yeah, bad i don't really think we need to talk much more if you want to hear a really in-depth review from five horror critics Go to our archival page on Planet Macabre. It's the Creepy Dolls episode. It's like episode seven or eight, somewhere around there. It's listed. You can listen to it. I just want to close with this, Lady Phantom, is, wow. This movie doesn't hold up. It hurt me this time to watch it. And I was excited to see this, too. I was like, hmm, wonder how the 4K is going to be. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a second. But I struggled mightily <laughs> getting through bad stunt work and ridiculous acting. And some of the lines, I can't believe I never, this never bothered me in this movie. It's just ridiculous some of the things they say and then with their inquisitive faces how they stay on it but let me say the positives with that is no doubt chucky when he gets digitized it's pretty freaky and the voice of brad Dourif playing chucky oh, he's i mean I, I can't criticize that at all it's great when he flips on the mother there it's by far the best scene in this movie to me yeah it's fantastic because the mother thinks her son is making up oh my god this doll's talking and she's throwing this doll around and she's like of course it's not going to talk and then just chucky comes to life and it looks so real even on 4k so but it's not even an average horror movie i I think I've been in the six to seven range in this movie throughout my years since the 80s and all the way up to present time a decade ago, the last release. But it's not an average horror movie, people out there. I'm sorry if this is a childhood favorite. Yeah, or something, which that's fine if you've seen it that and it really scared you because I'm sure it did. I was a little too old for this to scare me when this came out. But I'm... I think I'm being generous with a four, Lady Phantom. Okay. But it's in a void. Yeah, to me, I mean, I think what hurt me the most in this viewing is that trope, the typical trope of the kid see, sees something that is obviously happening and the mother, the, like the first reaction of the mother is tell the truth, stop lying. That grinds my gears so bad because... I mean, I'm not going to say that children don't lie because that is not true. Many times they do. But I've noticed in my years of experience that when a child lies, it's normally to get out of trouble or something. But if a kid out of nowhere tells you, you know what, it was Chucky and he did this, and then you, you, he's telling you Chucky, 
stepped on the flower on the table and you're on, you're not even gonna look at Chucky's shoes just you know out of curiosity especially if your kids shoes have not a speckle of dust of them I mean it, it I'm, I'm just really against of the against the idea of not believing kids as a first resort and then she sees that it's true and then the policeman doesn't believe her and then the policeman sees the truth and then the other policeman doesn't believe him and it's like yeah is there so, any trust in this yeah, world it's nuts lady phantom and i do want to mention tom holland the director who did this in fright night and who's considered horror icon nowadays i'll tell you what he's just not that good of a director fright night's way better to me but this has so many problems like what you're saying with the writing and how he portrayed it on screen. And also, Lady Phantom, oh my God, the scene with the batteries when they come flying out of it and they, we know Chucky's been moving around. Like we've seen it since the beginning. Uh-huh. And they focus on this for minutes, just a pair of batteries. And I'm like, we know. <laughs> Let's see the mother's face. Maybe they didn't want to show her because she was such bad of an actor. Yeah, she, she overacts but I mean, a this lot. This is pretty piss poor directing, too, Lady Phantom. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I understand that as a trope, you do it once, but like, dude, like, get out of it. Like, Please. Yes, and when we get to the 4K, I'm going to highlight even more that was bad with the camera you know, directing. Yeah. But go on, what's your uh, rating? Uh, it's funnily enough, it's the same as you. It's also a four, and I would say it's a rent. Like it's like just watch it. If only to if someone asks you, have you seen have you seen Child's Play? Yes, I have, and that's it. You know, but not more than that. All right, 4K time. Oh dear God! Oh my God, people. <laughs> Hopefully you haven't bought this yet, but this is junk. I want to use curse words for this. This was ticking me off. Not only this came out with a steel book, and I don't know who designed the front artwork. It's not anything good. The back is a little better, but you don't highlight the back. Yeah, it's just the the main poster, the the steel book. It's just ridiculous, but oh my God, the amount of blurry shots in this. I mean, it's grain heavy, but I'm not even worried. I I figured it was going to be because this is low budget Aero Video, which is by far the worst company. They get these independent horror movies, and I think they do other ones too. Uh-huh. But I don't think there's been one that's even plausible, in my opinion. Like, uh, they're just killing these old movies. Yeah, I made a comment to you while we were watching it. It's like, I, w- I, I was flabbergasted at how they managed to both have the movie full of grain and blurry. Yes, and I think that was the original camera work, Lady Phantom, because if they tried to get rid of grain, they didn't try hard enough, and if they tried to soften it, they didn't do that. I think they just took the film, ran it through, digitized it, and made a 4K palette, actually, the screen with, and just called a day, because like you said while watching this, Lady Phantom, usually on the older releases... Even the ones they don't DNR them, the close-ups you notice are like, oh, this is rich. That looks so much better. More texture, more color. This, 
was just the opposite. The close-ups were the worst. They were terrible. The worst part, yes. I am disgusted that this movie cost me twenty dollars. Yeah, it it was it was really bad. Like there was absolutely no getting away from the grain, except maybe if you were looking at something that was red and it was like plain red because the reds were very bright. Like it was bright enough not to have grain, but any other than that, like any other shot, they were out of focus. It was poorly filmed and the camera work really highlighted how bad it is. Yeah. Lady Phantom. And there is no way in the world that you need to spend your money on this. Believe you me, the VHS tape looks way better than this movie there was like one shot that had that elevated the brightness a little bit of course it was a fire scene real quick uh-huh. but it wasn't nothing like oh look at this in this movie no it, uh, uh, oh my god this is and a, go on uh, <laughs> there's a stunt moment that was oh yes so yes, bad that we both picked up on exactly we both picked up on it it happened twice it happened twice we're like, like who's that i know it's detailed enough just enough to make you notice that the stunt double doesn't even have the same hair as chris sarandon and it was in a car from afar but it was plain as day that it wasn't him and it was hilarious i mean like Oh, my goodness. No, no. <laughs> what a pitiful move. And funnily enough, this one is an Atmos sound, maybe a little boost here and there. Wasn't hard to decipher. That was good. Not even talk about black levels. They just yeah, were in I there. Know. This is a junk video. I mean, I, I don't think there's one that I can think of that was worse or close to this, except Texas Chainsaw, the original um but that i even think's better even though i'm gonna rate this a little higher because of the sound and there was a couple scenes funnily enough wide angles that look better than in the original um f plus that's my grade well to me it's d minus okay that gets an f plus plus that works for me let's move it on all right, number three of our release schedule here is 2021's Godzilla vs. Kong. Is this going to live <laughs> up to Kong Skull Island that is on our demo-worthy disc? Stay tuned. We're doing it. But what's that synopsis, Lady Phantom? The epic next chapter in the cinematic MonsterVerse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history, against each other the fearsome godzilla and the mighty kong with humanity caught in the balance Meh. <laughs> uh, i just gotta say up front this movie is a sore spot for me i was expecting so much i mean i didn't rush out and buy this even though phantom seen this when it came out i just had a feeling I didn't know nothing about this movie that it could live up to Kong because I was so blown away with that release. Oh, my God, ladies and gents out there. The story on this is going to make you cringe. 
this is such ridiculousness i mean it's ridiculous these two big monsters fight anyway if you want to go that far but oh my god kong skull island so intelligent such unique creatures great story emotions galore impactful exciting great acting this is the opposite to me so adam wingard who directed this what a pile of crap of a movie to me lady phantom yeah it only has i think i will say like five minutes when it kind of comes close to to skull island because they are in an environment that is similar and kong is like fighting similar things but that's it the story is so bad there was there there were maybe like two humans that were like decent but in general they were so not the writing was bad i mean i liked it when i first watched it and even this time because there is enough time of fighting and it's just monsters fighting like if you want a movie with godzilla and kong fighting each other and that's it it's okay but lady phantom that don't even happen that but much. then again it, uh, it's not all it, the time explain it it happens in the beginning when they first meet up and then you go through this convoluted ridiculous story like it's so stupid like the whole nature of it's yeah, ridiculous I mean, uh-huh. and then you get of course the final battle scene but that's it so i'd say five to seven minutes in the front and then 20 minutes on the end so 27 minutes out of an hour and 53 minutes because the rest is nothing yeah i mean Yes, uh, it's a very a, a popcorn movie, definitely. Like they can, they just they just tried so hard. It was very funny because they they tried so hard to make the people that were in Godzilla in the in the first Godzilla or not in the first, but the one that was right before Kong, which I haven't seen. I know that Millie Bobby Brown was in it, and. Uh, they ham-fisted these people into this movie for some reason. Yeah, and it was terrible then, acting, Lady Phantom. Exactly. And then they took all the story from Skull Island and completely ignored it. And they made something and they said, okay, how do we get these two to fight each other? Like, let's just find a way. And they decided, okay, we are going to make this happen. And it doesn't really matter. And the story is terrible and the writing is terrible. The dialogue is, makes me think of Halloween and Halloween kills. So ew. And 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 really like I want a movie where Godzilla versus Kong fight each other all the time and we completely ignore the humans because they sucked. Yeah, I'm blown <laughs> away that this was a big budget film. The acting was pitiful. But maybe it's because what they had to say and what you were had led to believe was happening in this. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I can't even <laughs> mimic the story. It's so bad. No, it's terrible. It's so stupid. Yeah. And then, like, like the whole movie, it's like, it's Godzilla. And they're, the, he, she's, or he, whatever, is finding Kong and blah, blah, blah. And then there is another monster, like a Mecha Godzilla or something. And suddenly both of them fight it. And, and you're like, what? Why? No, like, 
just like that okay and then it lasts two seconds and that's it like oh no 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 yeah let's get off this with our rating this is this is a two this is an avoid and that's even with technical sound everything involved this this is nothing like kong skull island Uh, yeah i also gave it a a two and it's just because of that small like part of the movie where everything goes a little to where skull island was and maybe the kid the little kid that is kong's friend and that's it all right 4k not as good as the original now i know phantom like godzilla in this i did not i did yeah they did do good close-up work you've seen textures and things like that in his face and his teeth and eyes and stuff like that but kong wasn't done near as good and the problem here is you only got that one other beast that's what was exciting in kong skull island all these things living in nature that were Mm -hmm. like chameleons that came out and that were hidden and then they're there oh my god it was brilliant great digital effects this is not that kong looks fake at times when they were close up it was better but any wide angles with the buildings and stuff looks so fake to me lady phantom and when they're in the ships and looking out the wind no i i I didn't work and it i think the 4k richness of it really made it less so fake in comparison to the others i mean i i liked it you know? i mean I li- it's a good disc i mean you gotta see it in 4k if you want this pile Definitely. of rubbish and i but- and i do like godzilla because i was only i mean i'm not exactly a godzilla fan like the most i have seen of godzilla was in the animated show when i was little <laughs> really um but i do remember the movie with uh jake gyllenhaal from the 90s where i just remember that you didn't see godzilla at all i mean you saw it but you couldn't tell the features or where the tail was or where the head was or anything like that and here you can like you can see it and it's defined you can see the scales yeah and I, the could, dirt I mean i could tell where that. it was i could tell that it was a face and it was a monster and i appreciate yeah, and the that. black levels were really good because yes. on any other format you'd have black crush on this you got to see the scales and the dirt because he's dark really dark godzilla yeah uh-huh so i do appreciate that like just being able to discern what godzilla looks like makes this good to me and the highlight on this disc again is the atmos track when they're fighting in the very end basically yeah like the bass is non-stop like when they're trouncing through cities and stuff yeah like it sounds really good because there's a lot of color and everything yeah and it's funny lady phantom because i got a pretty emotional in the first kong that's how into it i was and feeling sorry for kong in that movie they all played it off well where i bought it and this one they tried the same thing with kong but i didn't feel it because there's a time you think he's dead and needs to be resuscitated and but there was no these acting this acting was so bad yeah and there's this kid in it and she knows can talk to i'm like come on man i liked her now i just remembered because we are something is on the screen of the computer and i want to mention it it's not about the 4k 
It's like there are two Mexican actors in this. It's uh, Demian Bichir and, and Asia, whatever her name is. And they are like Mexican, both from Mexico City, I believe. And you know how I cringe when there are people that are supposed to be Mexican, but they're playing by not by not Mexicans. They are not supposed to be even Latin. Like their their last names are something in English. And it's like, what are they doing there? She was Gosh. the worst in this. I know. Oh my god! And I like the man, but not in this. Definitely. All right, let's get a re- okay. This is not demo worthy. It just doesn't have enough special features that look real enough. It don't have enough explosions. It don't have enough HDR. But it's it's, it's clear. It's a well worth disc. But it's not demo B plus. Same. Close same B+. it doesn't deserve demo because it just doesn't highlight enough in the movie exactly all right let's move it on three down going with number four back in time 1983 and scarface almost three hours synopsis in 1980 miami a determined cuban immigrant takes over a drug cartel and succumbs to greed that's a nice quick <laughs> summary this is in my top 20 movies of all time now this came out on 4k many a year ago lady phantom i want to say two three years ago and that was back when we had started the show and we were getting a lot of the old 80 movies and they just weren't living up to the price and everything because mm-hmm. they were coming out at 30 34 bucks uh-huh. and i put it off i'm like i am not getting this movie casino heat well we ended up got casino that was a positive we ended up getting scarface because it was on an amazon prime deal i think 4.99 or 7.99 so i couldn't resist it was universal eight out of ten movies they do great but there has been a few they haven't lived up to even their expectation but we took a chance great movie she said the synopsis this political refugee and his buddy come to us from cuba and they want to make something of themselves they want to be rich and they get into drugs and he is brutal i have to say something and you're not gonna like it i don't really care i think it's amazing oh well good the more i see al pacino the less i like him oh he was amazing in this i mean i understand in this movie because i do understand you know that the more that time advances the crazier he gets is like he I mean, not crazy as an in insane, but yeah, I mean, he totally succumbs to to money and drugs and whatever he can get, and he gets way over his head and ends up being completely paranoid and everything. But, but he's but, that person in the beginning, though, too. Yes, which I would have liked he, to see a more gradual transformation but he begins being a horrible guy and he ends up being an even more horrible guy. I mean, it's not like he was a good person ever. Exactly. Well, uh-huh. you got to read the little interlude that yeah. states that 
you know the, the rocky training montage but but basically it's him making naming everything montana <laughs> no the narrative in the beginning that says about castro and that 25 percent were prisoners he was sending over on purpose he is one of them yeah convicts yeah, he's a even- criminal yeah, and even at the beginning, like when when he is being interviewed by the authorities, who of course don't buy anything he has to sell, like they go like, "What's with the scar?" And he says, "Oh, it's when 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 I was a child." But it's obvious that it's not because the more the movie advances, you see that scar has completely healed. So you say, "Well, I mean, like, no, it can't. No, that's new." That's, I mean, so obviously the authorities hadn't believed him because it was obvious that he was lying, you know? So but that was really cool. so good. He sold but, everything to me. Yeah, but you know what? That, I mean, I know that's the character and everything, but I'm just so tired of him screaming all the time. Like, I, I'm just tired of that. And it's, I mean, obviously it's also that I don't like the character, you know, but... I mean, the, I, I, there was a point in Al Pacino's career, I don't know exactly when that was, but I don't think it was there yet, when he became Al Pacino playing Al Pacino. And I think this has the beginnings of it, because it's, it's, it's like, oh, stop. I don't think so stop. at all. I mean, this guy has played so many nationalities. <laughs> I know, and I still don't buy him being a Latino. I, I just don't. That's funny because he trained with Stephen Bauer, who is Cuban. A Cuban, and he himself said he nailed it. So you really can't speak I mean, to that. But he does. I mean, yeah. But I'm looking also at at the other one, the Carlitos way. He doesn't sell being a, a Latino. And uh, as I mentioned to you when we were watching the movie, maybe that's I'm, because you are Latino. Yes, probably. But I am so glad that Hollywood is out of that uh, habit of casting non-Latino actors to play Latino actors. I'm like, I'm so glad that's over. Because, I mean, this movie has, I mean, it, it has Stephen Bauer, funnily enough, who is uh, Esteban something Echevarria, but he had to change his name because it was not great, you know, for a stage name. Who, by the way, he is... Uh, and I, a young Michelle Pfeiffer's in Yeah, this. like this this guy, Stephen Bauer, I, I just found out when I was looking on IMDb that he was on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and I was like, oh, he's Don Eladio. And, and, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, it was him, and then it was uh, this, guy, this guy, Paul Shenar, or Shenar, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He was also playing a Latino, and yeah, he doesn't sell it. And oh my goodness... F. Murray Abraham, his intention at being a Latino is just laughable. But okay, whatever. I mean, he's British. Like what? Okay, uh, this is a masterpiece to me, and by most, I mean this is on. I think when they made the list of best one hundred movies of all time in Newsweek and Life and Time magazine, that's this to me too. So she criticized enough. This has so much action, so much excitement, so much engagement. This is a 10 out of 10 for me in every facet, filmmaking, writing, dialogue, effects, sound. It's got it all to me. 10 out of 10. Lady Phantom. 
Yeah, I agree. It's a good movie. I will never say that it's a 10 out of 10 because I don't think it's perfect, obviously. And oh, and then Mary Elizabeth at Master Antonio, I forgot that too. Like she's supposed to play a Cuban, right? Uh, it's an 8 out of 10. It's, it's a very good movie, but I will never say it's perfect. That's it. Okay, when I say 10, it don't mean it's perfect. I mean perfect. Well, I mean, anybody probably the best movies, you can go and pick out little things here and there. Okay, a 10 out of 10 okay. don't mean perfect. I will not say it's a masterpiece. This, but it is in every facet. You can't diminish it, Phantom. You well, I'm sorry. It. It's not I mean, to me. she just... Avengers Endgame's a masterpiece to her over this. This is true movie making, but anyway. All right, 4K time. <laughs> Claps to Universal. I was blown away. They did wow. it again. They did it again, and I was happy as could be. This is like watching a new movie. This is another one I've seen a good 10 times all the way through. Yes, all three hours. And it felt newish. I knew every scene, what was coming, dialogue, say hello to my little friend. But so I would say 80% of this film felt refreshed, vibrant, and new, while all the while maintaining that filmic, dirty 80s underbelly scene. Oh, I loved it, Lady Phantom. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> it was not completely devoid of grain. I mean, you could see a tiny sheen there, but I mean, nothing unexpected. But they just managed to make everything so detailed, so vivid. Yes. Like the reds, the, the, the shirts, the multicolored shirts that they were wearing were something else. The black levels in this movie are oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yes, they really knocked this one out of the park. It's not perfect. This has the typical all close-up mid-range shots are awe-inspiring. There's two scenes I'll never forget in this. One when Tony Montana is talking to, I think it's his mother, at a payphone overlooking a lake when the sun is either coming up or going down, whatever it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so picturesque. Like, you need to snap a shot and put it on your wall is how beautiful this scene is. You don't get any of that on Blu-ray. or I mean, it's just a static, normal-looking scene. And it looks so luscious, beautiful. And there's another one with that does the same thing. And I was like, yeah. wow. There's one, I don't know if you, maybe you're talking about this one and one of the two you mentioned it's like just you see the the sky and it's a mixture of blue and purple and I was like, yes, that oh was my the goodness, other one. yeah, it oh was. Oh my goodness, and there was like mountains or something in yeah. the back, yeah, it over the horizon or something or the skyline. Uh -huh. Oh my god, they were done so good. Now it's not without the wide angle day shots that I'm almost positive now because we've seen hundreds of these now is that if they DNR'd this, you would lose detail. And, like crazy, yeah. And it would be so smooth that you wouldn't be able to really make it out. And these mm -hmm. are just the really wide landscapes, brightly lit shots 
It happens a good, I'll say, five to ten minutes in this. Uh-huh. That's the only negative. Because this also, thank God, was upsampled to DTSX, the Atmos equivalent. It has tons of surrounds. No overheads to speak of. I don't the, think. the music that, yes, that you could the, hear it from the, the overhead. encompassing of the atmosphere, right. But no, like, shots or nothing. Mm-hmm. But this is riddled with surround yep. channel effects that yep. sound great what a great job upsampling it i mean it doesn't sound like avengers endgame but from what this came to it's completely mm-hmm. redone it sounds amazing yep okay saying all that this is probably going to be one of my higher rated 80s movies because it's just freaking great it's a b it's a solid b buy it now i have b plus actually all right so there you go let's move it on to the last one We are doing the newest release, (laughs) The Batman. Uh, The Batman. The Batman, PG-13, and yes, another three-hour movie. We only got four out of five three-hour movies. You see why it takes us so long to watch these freaking movies that Phantom picks most of the time. All right, name that synopsis. When a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. It's another one I got to start out saying. This one I was kind of interested in because I don't know what I was expecting, actually, because I'm not a Batman fan. But I did like the Joker movie. I know it's not Batman, but it's another side shoot movie. Wow, lady fan. I told you, you know where I'm about. I was bored in this, not... Like, this Twilight Kid actor, he ain't no kid anymore, but he showed no emotion to me. I didn't buy him, and the story drug on, and another one with not much action in it, surprisingly for a superhero movie, and I got tired of it. I sat and watched it. I didn't fall asleep, but it wasn't interesting to me. Well, I really liked it. I enjoyed the fact that this movie explored a side of Batman that we haven't really seen in other movies. We've seen like hints of it, but this movie really focuses on Batman the detective. And it's, uh, I mean, he is known in the DC universe, at least, for being like the best detective, like the greatest detective around. And you really see that, like the way he has, you know, his gadgets and he has like cameras on, on, on his lenses, like he wears these contact lenses and they have cameras and he's really good at, at deduction and everything. And I really enjoyed that side. Also, the fact that Pattinson didn't really force his voice, like he did do a lower voice, but he didn't do Christian Bale, like, like no, he didn't do that. But he did lower his voice. And, I mean, he is miserable, you know, like, because that's the point of him. Like, he is a depressed individual. And then the things that he finds in the movie about his his father and his mother, like, the things he, he thinks he discovers and then he understands a little bit better, they are not happy things. So, like, I can see him being completely miserable all the time 
And I liked him in that character. And then you get a new Alfred. This time he is played by the actor who actually plays Gollum in The Lord of the Rings and the circus. And I really liked his Alfred, like very warm, very like I, I just really, really enjoyed it. And then you see, I think. And since you're mm -hmm. one statement during the first one, with my comparison to Wonder Woman, you're not going to compare these Batmans to other Alfreds in this. You're just because this is the worst well, of I mean, both of them, in my opinion. This is different I mean, because the, because it, I mean, Batman to Batman, I think it's a fair comparison. Okay, but did that guy compare to Michael Caine? No. Did no, he I compare prefer. to? Ben Affleck playing Batman or even what's his name Val Kilmer or Michael Keaton no no but the thing is that as I said this one explores a different side of Batman and like for example in my brain or in my head you know is like the first Batman is is him Pattinson you know and then he grows up a little more and maybe he becomes someone like Christian Bale, who is like he's more at ease with what happened with his parents and everything. And then 10 years, 20 years later, he becomes Ben Affleck, you know, because they are all Batmans at different points of his life. It's not like they are all the same young Batman. You know, this one is like Batman beginning more, more like. That's also like this isn't quite, a origin story but it is but it's not it's like a little convoluted yeah i do i mean i would definitely prefer batman begins from the the first the the nolan trilogy you know i, I would prefer that movie but this one has a different aspect to it and talking about uh the commissioner well he's not a commissioner yet here gordon is jeffrey wright i really like him as gordon and they're uh, rapport with with each other like I really like that too and then you get Colin Farrell who unfortunately he's not there but long uh -huh. but he was so good like the way he talked and everything he's acting I thought it was great and I didn't think Zoe Kravitz was that good either no she was just there which was Batwoman uh, no, Catwoman. Cat Whatever. Yeah. Now, my <laughs> pickle really is with the guy that uh, plays the Riddler. You know, like, I think it's uh, the first, like, seriously important role he has. Paul Dano, I really did not like No, him. it was terrible. Like, his, his whole thing. You know what? That at the very, very, very end, I don't... I don't think it's a, a, a stinger scene or anything. When when the Riddler is in prison, you see an unseen prisoner that is talking and that you ask me, oh, is that this and this? And I was like, yeah, that's Barry Keegan. I would so much have preferred oh, to really? see Barry Keegan. Yeah, yeah as I'll, the, I'll tell as you the Riddler. what, Lady Phantom. With the long, drawn-out story, not much action. The Batmobile was terrible. Than what's I was coming cool. before <laughs> his contraption she just said she talked about a little there wasn't even much of that there wasn't much action in this movie at all really it was tons of dialogue and him being sad and getting That's information true. and but also you have a, a re this really cool take on social media 
you know how the the this guy is a pariah basically the one the the riddler but he does have a following on i don't know if it's tiktok or youtube or what the point is that he has followers and they do his bidding which is a i mean it is a reflection of the impact on social media so i i don't mind that i think that was a decent take but it was not perfect definitely it was not perfect well all i know is probably batman is the superhero franchise i've seen the most and oh, I'm, so, i'm so tired of it man i mean i even used to watch actually in my baby book i don't even personally remember this <laughs> My mom wrote down my favorite show of all time when I was uh, before school was Batman and Robin. And where was Robin? <laughs> I don't, Robin's never in this. But anyway, this movie's just too boring and it wasn't exciting and it was depressing and not, and not Joker depressing where you're engaged, where uh, you're contemplate what's going to happen. The acting again wasn't that good in this big budget movie to me. So this is not a popcorn movie at all to me. The effects, there was a couple neat scenes, but I'm just saying a couple, maybe 10 minutes out of a three hour movie oh my god the writing wasn't good I, these actors that she said she enjoyed i didn't they weren't they didn't pull off their parts they didn't engage me enough to care about them this is a 2.5 avoid okay um something that i didn't mention that i really liked about this movie too was the cinematography i think that there were some really beautiful shots that that had very nice contrast they i, I enjoyed this them. was a dark movie on the whole yeah and but i will say this and it's something that you mentioned while we were watching it the the music gets repetitive oh god yes the like it's it's like they're using the same uh, motif yeah all the time annoying. except for some scenes but it's like it and it was good you know like it was a good motif But you need to, you know, chill. Like, use it sparingly. Don't use it the whole time or it becomes monotonous. But I still think it's a really good movie. I think it's a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, now to the 4K. Wow, this was the biggest shocker I think I've had of a brand new movie. This was a terrible 4K, Lady Phantom. <laughs> I mean terrible. I'm going to say it. I, it's the lowest rated brand new release I think I've done. I think it's very sad when a movie that is about a guy who is known as the Dark Knight and it's a dark movie has terrible black levels. <laughs> I mean, so many gray shades of gray in this. It blows me away in all these alley scenes yes. and in the caverns and even the action scenes, Lady Phantom. Yeah, it's a, it, it really has no blacks to speak of, only very, very dark grays. And that's very and sad. And there's no vibrancy in this. Like, even on the close-ups of the faces, it feels like I'm watching, like, a normal DVD or maybe a Blu-ray because it is clear. Let's get that out of the way. It's clear it's not fuzzy or nothing like child's play. But it's like... 
where's the highlights where's the contrast in this movie Not- even when you're looking at his bat face with his helmet or mask and you see his eyes through it i mean you can make them out and everything but nothing stood out there was no coloring contrast in each other and everything was monotonous and dark and depressing and unengaging yeah now there i i do think there are a few scenes and that's the problem that they are only a few where they do show a lot of contrast because it's a like a very bright red and dark on the other side or there's a light shining and everything but those are a minority of scenes and you made me remember scene can you pick a scene like when he has this thing a flare he had like he's holding a flare and it looks red like there are a few scenes like that but they are only a few and actually you made me remember something that i did like about this movie you know in the in all the batman movies always you see batman with his bat cow and his uh, and his eyes are uh black you know around it's like he wears black makeup around the around the eyes and then he takes off his mask and that's gone you know (laughs) but in this movie you do see like he takes off his mask and his hair is messed up and his eye shadow is there like you i mean this guy is a guy that puts on black makeup so and it's obviously there and it and in many other batman movies i think all of them that's magically gone whenever he doesn't have the the bat cowl on and i appreciate that but that being said yes the i i do wish there were more scenes like those with the flare or a or a light coming from a side because that helps. I mean, it helps with cinematography, with the yeah, look of the movie. Yeah, there's just no coloring, even when they're standing around talking, explaining what they're going to do with the Gordon and all these people yeah. and the professor. And uh, there's, it's just lifeless. And it's not what you're expecting on a 4K disc at all. And I'm pretty sure this is Paramount. I don't know. I don't remember. I think it's Paramount, and they're one of the worst, in my opinions. They just miss more than they hit. You know, this has a lot to do with how it was filmed and who transcoded it and everything. But this is a dud, people out there. 2022 release does not need to be watched on 4K whatsoever. It will tick you off. This is a D, and I will say the sound wasn't even that engaging in this movie. When the action scenes were going, not much is happening around you. One scene I can remember, you heard a little enveloping of certain events that were happening, but this monotonous tone, and that's through the whole movie, it got annoying, and it's not good. It's not exciting. It's bad. D, Lady Phantom, for a 2022 release. Yeah, I, I actually, this this one, I did give it a C. Like, I think it's average. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I don't think it's bad. Lady yeah, I don't think it's bad or, or oh, below average, but it, it had could no have black been so levels better. in a brand new movie. Okay. Still, I think. It, I mean, it could have been better, but I don't think it merits a below average either. So I'm Ugh. saying C. 
All right, ladies and gents, that's going to wrap up episode 109. We hope you enjoyed our five-way 4K review with story synopsis and our thoughts, too. We're going to let you go with a little Scarface soundtrack. Don't forget, Christmas special episode coming out very soon. Don't miss it. Leave comments on that guest book. We'll catch you on the next one. For Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. Have a good one.